You have reached the Geek Elite. Good luck. The future comes, and now my watch begins. It shall not end until my death. I shall miss no game, withhold no news, report all rumors. I shall wear no jerseys and plead allegiance to no side. I shall live and die on my webpage. I am the word in the darkness. I am the watcher of the TV. I am the megaphone that informs the realms of geek. I pledge my hands and name to the Geek's Watch, for the Geeks and all the Geeks to come. On this special overtime, we're part of Cyberpunk Week, crossing over with certain POV Network and Lore Party Network, Please go check out their special episodes that they are also talking about cyberpunk. Steven and I are happy to have Sid on here to talk about all things cyberpunk and uh, take it away, Steven. So thank you all for joining me here. Uh, I would like I I would prefer to talk to no one else about this (laughs) than the two of you. Um, Sid, obviously you I have shared cyberpunk things for quite some time. Uh, and then Mitch is a person who reframed the entirety of cyberpunk for me with one sentence that I wanted so badly to challenge, but cannot challenge. Uh, All right. I look forward to hearing that sentence. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's actually, uh, maybe that'll come like, up. That's not a challenging thing for me to say. I truly look forward to that. Like, <laughs> no, it, it, it was, it was a moment for me and it, it it really did change it. Now I look at cyberpunk in a lot more broad and accepting way. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Uh, jumping into it, obviously cyberpunk stuff is the hot ticket right now with the upcoming release of cyberpunk 2077. It's true. Um, so, I mean, welcome to 1986, everyone else. Um, <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> the year is You're in a school <laughs> library and you just happened to cross a weird looking book called Neuromancer. <laughs> I, I, I've been trying with this week in, in particular to make it through the rest of the Sprawl trilogy huh? books. I don't like them after, uh, was it Snow Crash is the first one? No, no, no. Neur, Neur, uh, Neuromancer is the first one. Yeah, Snow Crash and, and Neuromancer are in the same series. Yeah, no, no, no like, well, because we have, um, I, I was You're thinking of Burning Chrome and Mona Lisa Overdrive. This, the second one is, um, it, no, it's not Burning Chrome is in the second one. It's, um, you know, no, no, I want to get into this one. This is outside of the things. It's another name, though. <clears throat> um, but no, like, I, I just, those books don't hit like they used to. <laughs> you know, um, other than Neuromancer, I'd agree. Yeah. And especially, like, Melissa um, Overture, like, God, yeah, I can't remember. Overdrive is, is, yeah. is um, a long it's, book. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it starts off like poo poo doo doo nonsense. Count zero. Like, yeah, that's the second one. Yeah, I was like, the other one is not. I'm like, it's that one hacker kid. His mom's addicted to soap operas. What is it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, anyway. Ready Player One. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> anyway. But yeah, no, so uh, it's just been kind of like a refresher about all things cyberpunk in the last, like, six months, just because everyone has them on sale, you know? God, right. So I don't know. I, I wanted to find out from the two of you what – what is cyberpunk to you? You know, like what's, what is cyberpunk as the whole, like what are the core tenets of it or how has, what, like, what has it meant to you? Sid, you want to go first? Okay, sure. Um, well, I didn't come prepared at all. So I apologize (laughs) if I'm a little rambly, but, um, cyberpunk is an interesting thing. And I guess I'll say that it has changed for me a lot over time and that's probably like anything does right you're into something for a long time and you kind of grow up with it um it started for me very aesthetically um absolutely not not like in the sense that um i think it does for a lot of people but not like in the sense that like i watched ghost in the shell and then was trying to figure (laughs) out how to have robot eyes like um i i 
remember, I mean, so we can go back, right? Um, my family's first computer, I'm five years old. We got a compact. No, I'm sorry. It was the compact. We got some big clunky compact box and it sat on the dining table and literally no one in my family touched it. I touched it a lot. All the buttons, <laughs> all the switches, took it apart. I was that kid, right? Um, six years old. I'm, you know, teaching my family how to launch shit in DOS and it's just very comfortable with the computer. I think a lot of us were at, at that point and at that age, right? But um, from that point forward, being an only child for a while and then kind of being just a weird kid in general, the computer was what I did. Um, mm -hmm. I, I found every single way to play games I could on it. I was, you know, trying to learn to write games on it at an early age. Uh, the computer was just my escape. Um, Sci-fi in general kind of became that that way. Uh, not to totally digress, but uh, you can see actually it looks like my RPG stuff still going on in the background. That's funny. <laughs> um, uh, I, I think that there was all this just kind of moment in time as a teenager where everything I did was either related to computers or gadgets or sci-fi, more specifically probably Star Wars for a long time. But um, these things sort of just boiled for a long time, right? It wasn't cyberpunk for me yet. I know you're probably going like, oh, computers and Star Wars. That's a really weird diminishment of cyberpunk. But but hear me out. That's fair. Um, I'll take it. So so th those two things aren't, aren't really what I'm getting at. I guess what the picture I'm painting is like, you know, Sci-fi and, and, and high-tech are, are the two halves of, of cyberpunk, right? It, it was festering and boiling there without a, a term, without a label to put it on, because I, I had no idea. You know what I mean? It was, it was mm -hmm. late 90s, early 1000s. Uh, no idea. Um, I was sitting in an airport many, many years later playing a game that uh, my friend Metal Plates had, had recommended to me called Digital, A Love Story. Now, if you have not played this game, I highly recommend it. Um, it's available on Steam. It's available on Humble Bundle often. It's a visual novel, really, but it doesn't really like play like that. It really plays out like an old Windows 3.1 system. Um, and you're instant messaging with uh, what you eventually find out to be isn't a person. I don't want to give a lot of spoilers because I truly want you to play it. But the, the vibe of this game was like a, like a key, right? Boom. I don't know what it was. All these things, there was there was just all these elements of this game that came together, and all of a sudden it was like I was just Googling the shit out of anything I could find that was like this game. Mm -hmm. right? I just had to find more things that would make me feel like I did playing this game. Um, it was about this time that Metal Plates and I discovered that we were cyberpunks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we spent a long time in college distributing downloads to people and, you know, finding ways to play with early Facebook in ways you weren't supposed to play with early Facebook. And well, we all just started to look back and realize like, oh man, we've kind of been doing this forever. And then with that, Cyberpunk kind of became the aesthetic to fall into to sort of let people know that, I guess. Like, mm -hmm. um, I think it goes that way for a lot of people, but I also think it goes kind of backwards for a lot of people. People, you know, are like, oh man, purple mohawks are sweet. I'm going to start there. And then maybe I'll learn about <laughs> Python later. Um, it was, you know, it was different. Like Cyberpunk became like, oh, I finally found my spot, right? It was like uh, before I knew what Cyberpunk was, before I, I, I really grasped onto that, I just felt like a weird, dorky kid. Um, so for me, so that was a really long way to go about telling you, I think that Cyberpunk for me very personally is a, a, a culture. Um, it's a social group. Um, it's a political lifestyle. It is um, very much embodying of the punk portion of its moniker. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know how else I'm going to ramble through that without getting a little too specific, maybe. But uh, yeah, for me, it's been a, a place I've sort of grown into. Uh, I very happily introduced myself to coworkers and colleagues as a, you know, a cyberpunk. <laughs> it's, it's it's what I am. It's what I do. Um, Yes, I think that, you know, purple and pink are really cool together, obviously. <laughs> but, like, uh, you know, I fucking love Blade Runner. It was great. I, I, I think, you know, cyberpunk culture and pop culture, cyberpunk is, is awesome. But um, I think there's a lot, a lot more to it than that. And I won't, I won't go into that more unless you want me to. No, no, I, I, I agree with you on all counts here. <laughs> like, um, I guess... Uh, so like so we get them out before I start rambling myself. Mitch, what is, what is this for you? So uh, I, I agree with uh, much of what Sid said. 
I think that cyberpunk is very much a culture and a style and a, and a um, uh, genre, not a genre. Uh, what's the other word I was looking for? Uh, archetype? No. An aesthetic? An aesthetic. Thank you. An aesthetic. You and uh, the way she that... She said sitting in a purple and pink room. <laughs> <laughs> what I was... Uh, how I'm introduced to it is uh through movies i mean i i don't i don't play video games all that much and uh reading books like regular novels doesn't happen too often comic books yes and there's plenty of cyberpunk in that too which i think what happens is that to get the cyberpunk aesthetic into a uh, storytelling medium you need uh, another genre to attach to and this is where i this is the aforementioned uh part that steven was talking about I, more often <laughs> than not cyberpunk is attached to noir classic noir storytelling and you know there is that feel of of the grittiness and a person having to solve something but then you come across the lifestyle and culture of cyberpunk and now we get tech noir which is definitely the the term that has come to be um right your blade runner style cyberpunk <clears throat> blade runner style terminator you know all all yeah all those things and 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 to me noir storytelling is is one of my favorites so i love that we get i get to cross the sci-fi genre with the noir uh storytelling absolutely so so first season of altered carbon was one of my favorite shows ever like like just i loved all of it the look of it the the feel of it the the general storytelling second season not so much but (laughs) (laughs) we agree there (laughs) yeah i we like it's unanimous and netflix agreed yes they did (laughs) not to digress at all there just for the quick moment that's a perfect example though of where the aesthetic starts to outweigh the 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 meat of the thing and it loses all interest Mm -hmm. yeah continue what you were saying which is crazy for for altered carbon as a series to have been like the thing that fell because <laughs> oh boy do those books go deep into like the meaning side of things <laughs> i mean i'm sure they didn't want to get they they weren't going to ever get too much into the meaning side of things it's netflix like it's it's we need to have stuff go on that just so that people will watch it and you know i don't know either way but that's that's cyberpunk means to me is is, is i'm going to get a cool noir story mm-hmm. i think nine times out of ten i'll definitely agree yeah, yeah uh, the the time i i was actively shit talking noir as a thing because i i hate i i never liked any like even like the quirky noirs like the the dresden file books or anything i not I'd all never, noir has to be narrated like you're an no, ocular fan aren't you yeah, but like that one is it's it's not it's not a noir at the end of the day like the for the movie this is a longer video for it. we're gonna go into that one because i don't think that it is like don't get me wrong you have some core tenets in the beginning there's a kid who's like stolen from like a lab and whatnot but I, I don't I think it comes down more on this like transhumanism kind of thing when they start going into like what is existence you know um, later on but I, it's not something that gets explored in the movie <laughs> I guess so, I don't know. I'm such a tangent magnet I'm sorry no, 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 you're good. This, this is what conversation should be but yeah like I was actively talking shit about noirs and Mitch was like pretty much all cyberpunk things in popular media are noirs and it's like he's right no I, I started off by like no fair, no. Yeah, no, if that's the big <laughs> sentence, buddy, welcome to the party. Right? <laughs> no, but you know what? First, before I say this, I want to say, Mitch, please finish your thought. No, was that, that the end of your thought? That was the end of my thought. Yes, thank you. Okay, okay, I just wasn't sure. So I will say to branch off from that. While I do think that you are right, most most cyberpunk media is noir, mm-hmm. at least at least noir adjacent, yeah. right? Yeah, I think the things that for, boil to the surface for for, for noir, me, like the stuff that make that it's like the pop culture mess, you know. But what can I pose a question here? Yes, absolutely. So How could you what as a genre, right? So if you're going to say that is cyberpunk, right? You're looking at something and you say I could put that into my library under the tag cyberpunk. Maybe that's not the only tag, but it is certainly <laughs> a valid tag, right? How far does that reach for you? 
No, it, it goes so far. In the like, I don't think anyone would agree we're cyberpunk in any way, shape, or form. I think well, I think that that's, that's probably fair of a lot of people who really like the genre as a whole. I think it probably means, you know, it probably stretches into some weird places in different ways for different people, right? Mm. Um, I mean, hell, that movie Her exists. <laughs> Hello. Yeah. <laughs> like, but Absolutely. see, that's another funny example, right? Very cyberpunk. Um, mm-hmm. there's, there's not a gun in sight. Uh, there's really, I mean, while there are super corporations and there is, you know, somebody dealing with financial crisis and personal stress, all, you know, huge tenets of cyberpunk, it's really about as polar opposite as you can get from the Terminators and Blade Runners we were talking about just a moment ago. Uh, mm-hmm. One that I like to throw out in these conversations often is uh, X-Men, the animated series. Excellent cyberpunk series. Uh, why would anyone disagree with that one? It's happened to me before. People are just like, like, I think... I think I just brought it up now to think like a, a lot of people see superheroes and, and don't realize that a lot of their favorite comic series are heavily cyberpunk. And then they start to think about it and they're like, oh, yeah, I guess a, a series where cable exists has to be a cyberpunk <laughs> series, right? Yeah. No, it, like any anything, I guess, pre like 2010 in comics for X-Men, I would say it falls into that. Oh, yeah. Like now, now I don't know. Now it's it's they're, they're all over the yeah, place. It's yeah, just yeah. like it's Mc- well, but I mean, there's a lot of it in comics, though, right? I mean, <laughs> Iron Man as a series is a fantastic cyberpunk series. It's about a fucking super rich corporateer who uses technology to do whatever the fuck he wants. It's very cyberpunk. Yeah. Uh, no, for, for me, in cyberpunk, I don't know. Like the the kind of thing that that always stuck with me and was were the most interesting elements of it that is pretty much the, the connective tissue for anything that I would say falls away from the middle of cyberpunk. Even um, it's always the things that are like I was saying before, like the transhumanism kind of thing, something that's like, what is a body to existence, you know, and what is existence to a body? Like anything that starts pulling at those threads and happens to do it through, like to start the process of that conversation through technology typically falls into cyberpunk for me. Oh, definitely. I feel like, like those those are the things that hit me the most for those. Like even when we started like um we started reading those kinds of things in like the later Ender books, even. I'm like, no, sure. yeah, this is this is that for me. Um like I, every single one of my networked devices here in my house, and this makes it very confusing, but every single one of my network devices is named Jane, because that was the name of the AI in, in the Ender books. All of them are named that. <laughs> Oh, that's funny, but it, it's fun for me. My, I mean, so, I, don't know. I love it. It's <laughs> so, like th- those those are the things that always got that for me. That's that's why Altered Carbon was such an interesting one for me for all of its faults and flaws, you know. Because I there are plenty of things in that I just don't give a shit about. Like any of the time, posthumanism is a great a great example. I think that mm-hmm. is a huge trope that can you can have posthumanism and and transhumanism ideals. Uh, personally make a cyberpunk story without ever seeing uh, an LED or a robot or anything in the film, you know, without mm-hmm. seeing technology in the film or the story or the whatever. I, I would definitely agree with that. Like those, that's what that one is for me. So I, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't want to, to belabor that one too much or anything, I guess. <laughs> I'm just curious. For some people it's very much, you know, I'm curious what Mitch has to say about this. So would would you also consider the series Mr. Robot a cyberpunk uh so, story? I don't, I'm going to have two answers for that. I think it's a story about a cyberpunk. Okay. Yeah. But I don't necessarily think that it is itself cyberpunk media. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, that 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 does. You you I definitely character. think it's a story about cyberpunks 100%. Yeah, but like, the, the struggle is different. The world is too now. But I mean, isn't that the issue? Is that our world now is getting more close to what Cyberpunk in 1986 was? Okay, very now, true. I guess now, now I think we are also stumbling upon what I think is the problem with Cyberpunk having a genre name. Yeah, uh, <laughs> is that like so? Cyberpunk is firmly mired in that like teal and pink kind of like color aesthetic and idea in, of what in Hollywood stuff. for sure. Yes. Yeah. For sure, like, for sure. like clunky, like, like uh, three and a half discs, you know, like, like it's, it's this specific idea of things and even the concepts that are dealt with in there. I mean, cyberpunk as an idea is something that's inherently like xenophobic stuck in the idea of the eighties and the idea of like Asia taking over because they're the ones Can producing be. everything. 
can well, like, American cyberpunk is that. Yeah. Like, that is it, not it, necessarily true for stuff like that's the way our pop culture definitely does cyberpunk. But I'm not I, I can't agree with that being I mean, like, like the the at large it's, it's like it so cyberpunk as a whole is like in, in, in like in us the, the us and everything it's treated in the same way that power rangers is totally. where no one ever learns anything new past the original like dinosaur zord rangers like totally. no one has ever moved past those ones and so for that one like the cyberpunk as a whole for me it's always like oh yeah we gotta have like the big logos in there and everything like even for um blade runner 2040 uh 2047 2049? 2049. 2049. Um, yeah. They still made sure to include the Atari logo in there. I've always it's appreciated okay. that about about Blade Runner, actually, specifically. Like, I, I like those things being in there, but we've already seen things move past that. I would have been really curious to see a Blade Runner movie that's made knowing what the future ended up being. Sure. I do. I do appreciate <laughs> that. I because, do. Like, on that note, though, I think one of the cool things about cyberpunk is that it it kind of has this ability to how do I put this? Succeed. At least for me, right? I don't. I'm sure other genres are very capable of doing this too. But but for me, I just have more experience in this particular facet. Cyberpunk has a really neat way of like drawing a really straight line into the future right like Mm -hmm. with with like no cone like this is my idea and it goes all the way out and you see a lot of those whether it's it's the you know towering mega city with the you know all the the branding or it's the you know old dead wild west world that people are riding around on robot horses or it's the you know there's so many like reimaginings of of what it could be if it's it's uh 220 or 17 776 and you know humanity just got bored and we just stopped making things because we just didn't need to anymore Mm -hmm. um i I like i like all these ideas but it is weird kind of to to speak to what you're saying um it's like a a double-edged sword it's cool to see myopically how far you can take these some of these ideas but it also sort of kind of breaks the I don't want to say immersion because that's not really it, but it sort of breaks the, I don't know. It creates its own plot hole at a certain point when you, you try to hold on to some of these ideas that we definitely would have gotten rid of. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like I, so I, I went back and I'm as part of another podcast for, uh, for geekly media, like we're reading the forever war again. Uh, and like I said, have you read the forever war by any chance? I don't know what that is. Okay, uh, cool sci-fi book. Um, but it was it was written by a person who had just come back from the Vietnam War, and they're like theorizing on what the future will be for this one because they're they're forecasting everything and talking about the Vietnam War, but through the lens of like sci-fi and the future stuff. Sure. So it's supposed to be like this like super crazy far-flung future, but then when when they're talking about the idea of um, like communicating with people when they go back to Earth, and it's like however many decades later because of time distortion stuff they, they like they still go up to a phone and they like call the operator to make sure the operator can send them to the next person for a call like it, it, it's like you get to the like johnny mnemonic idea right like there's a good example of like uh the entire plot of the movie is based on something that based on the entire rest of the world shouldn't be a problem <laughs> like let's be let's be honest like uh okay so so now it's like Watching the movie when I was a kid was fucking crazy. They put a terabyte of information in his head. No wonder it's going to explode. <laughs> oh, my God. But, like, now I walk around with, like, four terabytes on my phone, <laughs> you know, um, and it's not even hot. Like, <laughs> it's just, you know, it's just like it's, it's hard. I, I, but, but as a writer, I mean, what are you going to do? You know, terabyte was, at the time, unimaginable. unimaginable. There was no fucking yeah. way. That, that would have been a room-sized drive at the yeah. time. You know what I mean? So to put that in someone's head and then make him go deliver it to a sentient dolphin that likes porn? <laughs> Come on. Like, <laughs> what is this? Um, but it's it's a really good example of like, you know, nowadays we have micro SD cards that are so teeny tiny that even if we did have to put it in our head for some reason to transport it secretly to some mobster, no you could do that without it. even getting into the skull. We could just like... Yeah. Put it under the skin yeah. and you're good. So, so and that's consumer level. It is tech. interesting. Yeah, right. Exactly. You can get one of those at Walgreens. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's it's interesting to see, especially you know, uh, at the age we're at and having had the opportunity to ingest as much media as we have, to see some of these movies sort of obsolete themselves. Mm-hmm. Or I guess not obsolete themselves, but to see time sort of obsolete these movies. Yeah, I I, I think a lot of uh, like horror movies 
by, like by and large, all horror movies from the past and then a lot of sci-fi movies, pretty much all of them are all fixed. Their problems are fixed with the cell smartphones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Done. Like, it, I, I haven't found an older movie yet that's just like, okay, no, doesn't fix the problem. <laughs> For, sure. Um, For sure. But no, um, I guess like, I don't know. I like having all these conversations. I hate that there's any kind of time limit. <laughs> I mean, the time limit is things. only what you make it. <laughs> I, like, I just, I, I don't want to keep Mitch up too late. Oh, you're, are you don't bother me. Like, I, okay, perfect. One thing I wanted to say was that, like, the whole idea, like, uh, cyberpunk becoming a genre and how it changes, I want to say, uh, fiction after it create because. Before that, most of our fiction is is the future is going to be a uh, energy revolution. Something's going to happen. Sure, that, sure. And but then sci-fi Very becomes, utopian. Yeah, and then sci-fi becomes after cyberpunk, it becomes all of an information revolution, which is what we kind of have in real life. Like absolutely, so how we how mm-hmm. we deal with that? Like, we still have issues with power. <laughs> we are constantly as you as you both brought up, you know, being able to store more and more information into smaller and smaller. Uh, devices. So, like, that right. is definitely one way that it helped predict the future. Oh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Um, I, I well, even remember. things like think about Neuromancer. Um, at the time, the idea of a drug addicted programmer for hire was edgy. <laughs> I mean, that, that sounds like I'm sorry. That's programmers. That's, I was going to yeah. say, that's, that's the whole hiring pool of contractors in the world. That's all of <laughs> yeah. us. Like, uh, it's just, you know, it's, it's weird. And, and it kind of begs the question, though, too. It starts to make you wonder. To Is extent, it self-fulfilling prophecy? Right. You, you can't help but wonder, especially because, uh, like, we got started this whole conversation with the very lifestyle aspect um, that surrounds the media of cyberpunk. You know, just like like a like I said before, you know, it's very punk true to its name. There are, I mean, I, I do this. You know, we meet in little groups of ourselves and sit around and stew throughout the world. Do you know what I mean? Like like we sit around and do the the mad at the world punk thing, and and then we take that back to our very highly skilled skill sets and it, it and sit down and and have all this media that we're supposed to not try to emulate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like uh, how am I? You know. I don't know. I'm a 19 year old kid and I, I'm, I'm addicted to LimeWire and all of my college friends are buying stuff from me that they can't get from themselves. And, you know, the only way I can really <laughs> deal with this is to maybe have an Adderall problem. And like, oh, my God, I'm now case. What just happened? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But it well, happens. Shit, yeah. It's weird how that happens. And you, 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 you just go like, oh, shit, <clears throat> did the book make me this or am I just just like the character in the book? No, I I absolutely agree. I'd like I That's the Holden Caulfield question, right? It's the same same idea. I I don't know where the where to draw the line between the things that I liked, uh me liking those things because I would have wanted to become those things or those things making me become those things, you know? Like right. half the reason I like like my now multiple electronic longboards is because of the things that I read back in the day, like seeing like hearing like YT. Yeah, snow crash, I was just gonna say. Exactly. Yeah, like, that's that. Like Bluetooth headphones. It, oh I, yeah, you're, I, you're you're YT, you're Marty McFly, you're. It's it's like, of course, why wouldn't you want electric skateboards? Hello. So this this does jump to one of the ones the the kind of like topics that I wanted to talk about for this one. Uh, I was going to ask about the things that you've seen in your life pop up that were the most cyberpunk that are in your real life. Like today, I was walking through my work. Um, and everyone in there is wearing face masks, afraid of like a this like pandemic that's in the air. And I'm working in this like giant factory, just like working like scrubbing media in like a pool of like all these desks with computers. We've all got like these like massive headphones on and everything. And then when I get up from the computer, I walk to go like put in like my like instant lunch thing. That's like <laughs> in, like it's this crazy instant lunch thing. I just put it in the microwave and paf, it's it's food now. And the whole time, I never stop being in contact with my fun media that I'm carrying on my supercomputer in my pocket mm-hmm. that I'm listening to on wireless headphones. Yep. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's that. Like I don't, it's self-fulfilling. Like we, so, we so, invented computer lenses because we look at computers so much. Right. No, absolutely. Right. <laughs> but again, again, same question. 
Are we that way because computers are incredible, or do we keep leaning into computers because our imaginations have made computers so incredible we we are chasing that? I don't know. There's there's a whole book about this one. Um, it's more about like the the things that we've done that existed in media before that we've then made real. Um, it's by Michio Kaku. Uh, it's called Science of the or Physics of, of the Unreal. I think it's physics of the unreal um, where he's just breaking down the stuff that we've gone and then invented after we saw it in media. Yeah. But like, huh. is that, I, I mean, I agree to a point, but I also feel like that is people seeing trends of what we're already doing. And then, you know, extrapolating from there is like, well, if the Philip K. Dicks of the world who are definitely doing that. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. I don't know if that's the way that one, went because before that, we like so. There's a whole class of people who just do this with their for their everyday job. Those, those are like futurists. That's a whole career. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> futurists, <they> fiduciaries. <laughs> like, they, <laughs> they, 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 there were these people in like I think it was like the '60s. They went and built the office of the future. I don't know if you guys have gotten to see the pictures of that office, but they were just stuck on the idea that everything would still be one device for one task. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Suddenly, though, I've seen the ones from like the 70s and they're like the home of the future. I watched one just the other day and it was like literally my house. <laughs> like it was a flat screen, a very large flat screen TV, you mm-hmm. know, flat up against mm-hmm. the wall, a speaker bar under that, like, you know, the, the freestanding lighting, just like, I don't know, the voice commands. They were like, you know, hey, house, mm-hmm. turn on the oven, you know, just like that kind of shit. Like, like yeah. here we are, because like, there were some places where they just fucking nailed it like don't get me wrong they they hit it like on the head in a lot of these things but i'm sure in that one that that you were looking at there was probably something where it was like and this device over here is where you will read the news well don't get me wrong don't get me wrong the voice command (laughs) wasn't like talking to the room it was like oh you 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 had a device you held up the box hey house will you turn (laughs) please turn on the bed no the bedroom light thank you like that was it was more like that Right. Yeah. I mean, uh, obviously, the, they didn't know the future, but I, I think right. extrapolating from what the what we already had and what they were going to probably see, it it, it hits more often than it should. And I, I I think that's the the way it is. Like like what was I? I yeah. saw a commercial today. It's you know we're, we're around the the giving season, so to speak, and it was uh, the commercial for that that mirror, the mirror that you know helps you work out. Basically, it's it's a standing mirror. It look, it's the size of a person. You put it on the wall and you interact with the AI person. I love it so that, much. That's that's in there and it tells you what to do, when to work out, how to. I haven't seen this. That's so sick. Right. I, so. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't want it to judge me. Don't judge me. <laughs> I do. Mirror. I listen. I am great at that with my six dollar wall mirror. <laughs> <laughs> So this I, brings up an interesting it, it, point, actually. Mitch. It, it, like, outsource my self-doubt job to <laughs> some AI. Computers are coming for your job. Um, so I don't want to wax into this too heavily because a lot of people are going to eye roll me a little bit on this, right? But like another major facet of cyberpunk, definitely for me, is humanity's um, simultaneous realization that religion isn't worth time but Mm -hmm. that spirituality is really worth time it's it's interesting um it's interesting i don't know how to put that like like witchcraft the occult those kinds of things are very heavy themes in cyberpunk often Mm -hmm. um but organized religion isn't unless it's a cult well, again, I, like, I do think that that also does speak to cyberpunk things as a whole. It it doesn't end up being about like a collective versus like individualism. Yeah, I get you definitely because like, sure. re- religion is a like a preset set of rules. You know, like it's like right. spirituality is like you decide this one and what the boundaries are for you. Religion is like it's it's bowling with God with the bumpers on. Definitely, definitely. Well, I think that hackers, especially you know, or hackers or deckers or runners or whatever you want to call them, depending on what book you're reading. Um, really are written the same way that you would write a witch or a wizard. I mean, they're they're the same at the end of the day. It, it's a person who isn't necessarily doing magic, but to anybody who doesn't do what they do, it's definitely magic. <laughs> uh, and 
I, I don't know. It's interesting. I, I think it's cool parallel to draw because as a practicing witch myself, there's a lot of interesting parallels in real life between, you know, how we interface with computers, especially with the internet mm-hmm. um, and how you, you know, interface with energy in general. There's a power in a name in in both like right, with, like right, literally, literally that, all, literally that. But also knowing what like like what the file extension is. <laughs> right. I mean, shit. Exactly. Exactly. But you scrying. Know, I mean, let's think about things like that, right? Like you know, magically yeah. speaking, scrying is just looking at a bunch of indecipherable information and deciphering something from it. <laughs> um, I mean, dude. Okay, you want to talk about where things in real life play in? I, I've yeah. been in IT for like almost a. I've been see for a long time at this point. I'm doing some sort of tech job. Uh, I used to work for the government um, at a neat little small business called Raytheon. <laughs> and, uh, this is a little startup called Raytheon. Um, we used to joke. Okay, so so when I when I had that job, another wonderful uh, piece of cyberpunk media series, whatever you want to call it, out there, a Metal Gear Solid, was on my mind a lot. <laughs> um, because it, I mean, I was literally Autocon. I was the the expendable IT person in the back of the room while the you know literally DARPA and the Navy are on the other side of the room looking at some new smart bomb. Mitch, like Mitch, literally DARPA. Mitch is nodding his head so hard because this is Mitch's life as well right now. <laughs> yeah, 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 right. Yeah, for real, for real. So like I don't want to talk about a lot of things there, and I don't want to digress for so many reasons. But my head, I was alone a lot out there, right? I used to wander this five-mile base by myself, you know, server room to server room doing things. And this was a very cyberpunk experience. Again, uh, bring up the electric skateboard. I had you know, headphones on, cruising across the base on the skateboard, server room to server room. I beat my badge. I beat my badge. I beat my badge. I'm three basements down, eating fucking ramen out of a microwave next to some guy who has a picture on his desk where he was one of the guys that, you know, shot Osama. And you're like, <laughs> <laughs> like, where am I right now? Okay. Uh, you know, you sit down at a computer to help somebody out and it pops up and it's like Pentagon eyes only. And you're like, I got to go. Like, see you later. <laughs> You know, because you just know at any moment, like you're like there. You, you just know any moment you're gonna be like, "Hey, it's fixed." They're gonna be like, "Great, would you just uh, look into the end of this gun for us?" Like, <laughs> yeah, right. Like, bam, you're you're like you're you're getting a message. From it was a weird experience to know. I, I say all this to say though, like it was a weird, weird feeling to know that a literal super corporation, a multinational, multi-governmental, government-independent weapons corporation, had the right and ability to at any moment close those blast doors uh to any moment turn off that basement elevator to any moment close the gates happened many times when things happened that they just didn't like we weren't allowed to leave uh nobody was allowed to come in you know and I'm, that's that's fine that's their procedure it was it's security i'm not complaining but it was mm-hmm. a, a very odd feeling and, and and a very fringe kind of feeling to talk about odd real life cyberpunk things to know that that a corporation could sit on so much fucking power by itself, for starters, and that it truly has complete control over the people that work for it, like as far as their well-being and and their futures. It was a very, very alarming feeling. Um, You know, and and that whole whole corporations run the world vibe is is strong in cyberpunk most of the time. Um, Yeah, I don't know how else to, to, to talk about that. It was alarming. Mitch, do do you have anything for that one? <laughs> I mean, as a person who is currently in that job, uh, <laughs> I, I I do get that I do get that feeling when you're you know you're around a piece of equipment that you really most people would only believe is something out of science fiction, straight out of science fiction, and you're just like, oh, oh yeah, okay, this is interesting. Like, yeah, it's it that is. That is uh it is a new feeling. It is a different feeling. It but I honestly I kinda just to step back just a second, something that you said a second ago, Sid, um, with the whole, you know, uh, uh the characters in Cyberpunk being the same as uh wizards and, and, and stuff like that. Oh yeah. It immediately made me think of for some reason a picture of uh Deckard from Blade Runner and Geralt from The Witcher. Like being the same character. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, sort of, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's exactly right. But that then, I mean, not to loop back and back and back, but that then goes back to kind of what you were saying before. Cyberpunk by itself, I was going to say this to the end because I liked what you said at the beginning, but I'll just say it right now. Like Cyberpunk <laughs> itself isn't a genre. It's it's a an added adjective, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It, it Cyberpunk by itself doesn't stand alone as a thing because it's it's really not. Um, 
looping back to it being, you know, it's, it's a lifestyle. It's a real culture. It's a real thing. Um, people are going to get mad at me about this. I'm sure if you're watching this, listening to this, I'm sorry. This isn't steampunk. Um, yeah, no steampunk this is isn't a dress up game. Yeah. You, right. You, right. You, this like, isn't cosplay. While it does yeah. have those people and those elements, I'm sure. I mean, we know, we all know it does. Um, I think that it's hard to make that a genre just by itself. I think you have cyberpunk westerns, you have cyberpunk sci-fi films, you have cyberpunk, you know, cop movies. You have shout out to Bright it was excellent. Um, I think that that's something that that I've always sort of thought about. And tonight, really, our conversation has really kind of hammered that in a little bit as well. Like, you know, it's an add-on to a genre. Yeah, it, it's not. It's not one it's part a of the theme. It. It's, there you go. It's yeah, a theme. It, it's only More a modifier. It's it's not it's not the whole, <laughs> which is very apt, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, I I think we basically hit all of the things that I wanted to talk about <laughs> over the process of it. Um, there, I can't time code any of those to try to say which part was which thing, but that's it's perfect. I guess I don't know. Um, man, I really want to have a deeper conversation about cyberpunk. In a bigger I mean, way, it's not like we're not friends and can't just talk about these things all the time. Anyway, I mean that's true. Like, well, that that's what the last like several years have been. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but before we like actually like wrap things up here, um, I want to ask both of you: What are the things if a person is just for some reason beginning to explore cyberpunk, like in any way, shape, or form? What would you suggest to the people? They don't have to be the things that are most indicative or representative of cyberpunk, but like, what would you suggest? Just like, like, piece. like if somebody said, Hey, I think cyberpunk's interesting. What should I like? What should I watch, read, listen to, et cetera? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, I, I know just from listening to the two of you talk tonight, I should definitely check out necromancer because, or neuromancer. Hmm. Cause I'd, yes. I'd never no. heard of this. Oh, before if you today. haven't read that book, Mitch, truly, um, not even just from being a cyberpunk book. It's a great book. Okay. It's just a really engaging story that goes all over the place. The, the thing that I like to say <clears throat> for, I, and I, I, nope, I'm not going to do it. I will say this. I will I'm say this. William Gibson, um, if it's your first William Gibson book, <laughs> I just keep reading. All right. Like so I will I, I will say that. The first couple of chapters, his writing style, again, going back to the noir thing, is a little well, it's heavily stylized, I guess I'll just say, right? It's very him. And it's a little bit of a chore at first so to the, figure the, out. Sid, at this point, I don't recommend anyone listen to like the audiobook or anything. I actually no. point people to the BBC radio drama. Oh, of the book. I listen to that. I mean, you need to do that. There you go, Mitch. It's, it's, on, it's on YouTube. You, uh, you can listen to it for free. It's fantastic. It's got like awesome. sound design and everything in there. Oh, perfect. It's a much more palatable version. You remember that real awkward sex scene in the middle of the book? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yes. <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's an awkward fucking sex scene. Like, it's real awkward. Um, it's in there, but it's not really in there with the same kind of like um, specific like ogle eyes <laughs> that it's written with. Sorry, I'm just that list is going in my head of things I would suggest, and I just had one. I wasn't stopping you. I was no, like, no, no, go ahead. Having you got yours. Well, I just I'll Put just nothing. I'll just throw in there first before Sid gets to Please. it. Blade Blade Runner, because even though I don't particularly care for the movie i know that it is such an important part for science fiction movies uh period to just to mm-hmm. have there to because to, it redefines the genre it really does of what the future is going to look like and how it is that because everything before that is usually very utopian in in the way that you know everybody's super, like look at star trek every all diseases are cured all you know there is no money people are just oh, working even for, even logan's run running man all those even the bad movies are still in a shiny yes, clean future exactly whereas blade runner te- definitely re- <clears throat> restructures all of that and it's like uh, okay no it might not be so bright when we get there <laughs> right nobody's sweeping the streets no nope. like <laughs> So I definitely wanted to get that out there. Uh, I mean, we talked about Alter Carbon already. Uh, I I haven't read those books. I don't so I don't know about that. But uh, I think I think the Matrix trilogy definitely needs to be uh, mentioned, even with as much vitriol people have towards the the two sequels. 
Um, mm. I don't. I've come to not have a problem with the the rest of the franchise. You guys want to do a Matrix episode one night? <laughs> I do. All right. I would genuinely like this. The only thing is, I'll have to watch them as a refresher because I can't tell you what happens in the third one. I mean, watch watch the, watch them as a refresher, and then watch Animatrix. Like that's, I think no, no, no. I never an need to watch the Animatrix again. I've watched it so many times. I've got every frame of that thing in my mind. Well, there you go. I'll save all my talking points for that. I want to talk about that with you. We could we could talk about that. I agree. I think the Matrix is an important one. Talk about that. Mm-hmm. We we could we could do that episode right before the fourth Matrix comes out, which is, as we now know, will get released on HBO Max in 2021 because that's what HBO is doing. Hey, <laughs> um, I'm going to pick a couple of weird ones here, right? Because I think that there's definitely those staples, right? I mean, you're gonna you're gonna hear people are gonna shout out Neuromancer, people are gonna shout out Blade Runner, people are gonna you know there, there's there's ones we've talked about tonight that are gonna be there, but I want to call some weird ones out that I think, um, if someone was asking me that question, I think at least help paint the picture for what I think cyberpunk ideals and, and, and the things that help shape me, I guess, right. Not necessarily cool, flashy stuff, but like idealistic stuff a little bit. Um, I think that little brother is an excellent book. Um, if you haven't heard of this book, it's well worth looking up. It's about a group of kids. That's one in particular that, um, in a not so distant future sort of story, get caught up by the government in some bullshit um, and end up essentially in an American gulag. Um, the whole entire thing is about deleting your internet history, basically. Um, hmm. it's, it's a story about a group of kids. I was very relative reading the story because they're just enthusiasts. It's like my 2600 group. Like it could be anybody. <laughs> it's, just, it's literally just a bunch of hackers. That, that's what they do, right? <clears throat> and a, a terrorist attack happens. We're not giving too much away. This is the very beginning of the book. A terrorist attack happens. And unfortunately, because of their internet activity, they are very suspicious. Wrong place, mm-hmm. wrong time type story. Um, I think it's a very important book. It's written incredibly well. And I think it, it if you're just getting into cyberpunk and the things that have you excited are aesthetic, it's definitely a slap in the face as far as the realistic implications of the lack of control we actually have in real life. Not to get too deep, but like Good. the entire book is about how it doesn't matter how motivated you are or how badass you think you are or any of that. The government is bigger than you and they are watching and it is very difficult to stop that. That is a major core thing for me. It, it just It's a vibe and a mood that creates the essential paranoia for the proper cyberpunk. Um, I also think that um, – we already talked about Digital, A Love Story, available on Steam. Excellent game. Again, very much a mood setter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not going to run people away. You know what I mean? Very approachable, very cool. Um, mm. You know, uh, another... I don't know. That's maybe too much of a reach. Maybe not for a first-timer. Second-timer, I got you on. on <laughs> another first-timer. Um, I don't know. I mean, those are those are good ones. I think that... Snow Crash, you called it out, is excellent. Um, but it's, it's Snow Crash is a good example of like your 1980s uh, Big Pink Mohawk cyberpunk. <clears throat> like that's what I always call like that kind of cyberpunk is Big Pink Mohawk cyberpunk, right? Like yeah. like if you're talking about like the GURPS tabletop engine, cyberpunk. Um, you know, where everybody has a robot limb of some kind for arbitrary reasons and, you know, that stuff's awesome um, in its own way. Snow Crash is just excellent for that. You've got, yeah. you know futuristic mobsters you've got badass all-terrain skateboards you've got uh, it's awesome it's great you've got, you've got fran- franchise governments um the, the, it's, the it's one i always sweet. the thing i always try to say and i know this this is either going to work for somebody or turn them away just a full like 180 they'll never touch it um for the this this entire idea for the book is the beginning of snow crash they tell you the world by describing pizza delivery. Yep. That's and actually something that I didn't want to get all into it, but yeah, it's, I think the book is, is brilliant that way. Cause it, it shows you a lot of really introspective and analytical ideas without ever having to like stop and lecture you about it. 
Mm-hmm. It, it just happens in the process. That's my favorite thing yeah. about that book. <clears throat> Shout out to a weird, obscure cyberpunk book, by the way. Uh, Jurassic Park. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm serious. It's a, no, it's, yeah. it's a book about human greed and opulence taking over um, the ethics and, and pushing technology faster than the ethics. And and about the failure of technology being eventually a major downfall in society if you follow the whole plot through those movies, which I don't recommend. But the first <laughs> movie is excellent. <laughs> I don't know, I, I, honestly, I'd, I'd be curious to have a, like a bigger conversation about Mikey C. And like how like I think timeline might fit into that also, honestly, for Michael Crichton books. Like I mean, it, Michael Crichton is a cyberpunk writer. He he's yeah. he's writing about a world that. What happens if we don't stop selling? What happens if we don't stop buying? What happens if we don't stop chopping down the rainforest? He's just constantly like asking these questions and writing about it. I mean, Westworld is cool. all, all that too. <laughs> Westworld. I like how when Westworld first started, it was like this feels sort of cyberpunk, and then they were like, "Oh yeah, by the way, <laughs> like we're just gonna do a Blade Runner series." <laughs> they haven't gotten me yet. I haven't. I- in the plunge, I don't know. I haven't either. I watched. I I've watched some reference. of it with plates, but I haven't. I haven't watched all of Westworld by any stretch. <laughs> uh, so, stretch. for this one, um, if I'm going to suggest anything, uh, I, I, I hate to be that person, uh, but I really suggest Ghost in the Shell standalone complex. Um, not just like like OG movie standalone or um, Ghost in the Shell. If if you like standalone complex with its long drawn out conversations of six people. And like multi-syllabic word conversations uh, in know. one digital room <laughs> in like in digital space, then I mean. you're, you're probably going to be around for long haul for cyberpunk stuff. <clears throat> um, as like on the like uh, on the nose and basic as it is to suggest a Ghost in the Shell thing, I think standalone complex is a good one. <clears throat> um, it's it's only basic in this like it's popular for a reason. Mm-hmm. It's it's it hits it all. You've got Government corruption, corporate corruption, personal drama, uh, super violence, or forgive me, that's not the appropriate term. Ultra violence would be the appropriate term. Yeah, I was going to say, why did we not use this word? Um, But I mean, you've got everything you could want as far as, again, big pink mohawk cyberpunk, but Mm -hmm. cleaned up a little bit in Ghost in the Shell. It's like it takes itself a little more seriously. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, like, Standalone Complex does the thing that I, like I said earlier, this is my favorite thing. Like, it's the, the implications of technology and humanity like merging you know um after that like if, if you just want a video game uh i really like 2064 read only memories oh it's so good. it's fairly it's still like also fairly <laughs> surface level but i love it so much and i still to this day even though i know it's going to be disgusting i want to make the recipe that they said is a hassy hot cup it's just ramen <laughs> but instead of the water you use like coffee it's fucking disgusting but i want to try it I mean, you know um, what? You know what? Just for you, you know I do a lot of coffee content on the internet. I'm going to do it, dude. Let's do it. Let's do it. What? <laughs> Wait, no, dude, okay, let, let's do this together. Let's both make Hassy Hot Cups and just try them on Discord right, together. Let's do it. Let's do it. We'll, we'll oh, make a whole video. That'd be great. 100% um, and the last one that I want to recommend um, is actually a thing that uh, Brian, Metal Plates, showed me. Um, and that is Fun City Ventures. It's hmm. a bunch of awesome people playing um shadow run together it's a really high quality like it's great voice actors yeah. the whole thing everything in there is fantastic uh even if you're just a person who likes D or anything of like the tabletop role-playing kind of stuff um this is going to be the most well-produced and streamlined version of that that you've ever seen i know you guys like critical role or whatever out there this is oh the, yeah this better. is done better like not like no contest um so yeah th- those would be my last recommendations <clears throat> just read a lot. That's always my recommendation. I don't care. Just read books. Just read. Just do it. It's true. Yeah, even if it has to be audiobooks while you do other stuff. I oh, yeah, whatever. Just, just read your brain. Entertain your brain. Yeah. <laughs> but let, um, me, let me ask this it. real quick, though. What uh, Up to this point, what's the best like video game with this type of content? With content? Ooh, oh, I don't know. It, so I Valhalla know, was awesome. And like that, we're, we're basically saying the same game. That <laughs> Valhalla is great. Okay, for story, a game like Valhalla is awesome. For finesse and like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? For like just pure style, 
Um, recently, actually, I picked up a game called Ghost Runner. I'm so glad that you that you guys took to that one. Um, it's simple, but it's it's honestly, if what you just want is flash and badass cyberpunk aesthetic, it does all that really well without being purple once. I still haven't finished it, um, but I love a, a game called Ruiner. Oh, Ruiner is good. good. It's just I never finished it, and I don't know if that speaks to the quality or just the so, fact that I never finished a video game. Ruiner is an interesting example. I'm going to lump Ruiner and this game called Akane into the same uh-huh. thing here. Uh, in that, they do one of my favorite things in in any media, but especially in cyberpunk media, you get a lot of instruments. Zero exposition. <laughs> hey, this shit's already happening when you got here. We're not going to explain it. And at some point, you're going to leave the story. Like, it's just a neat thing. It's it's kind of cool. Like, no matter what it is, again, it doesn't have to be cyberpunk, but since that's what we're talking about, like, I, I kind of enjoy storytelling where it's like, it wasn't, like, made for you. I don't know how to put that. Like, if you're going to immerse into well, the yeah. world, all you did, it's like you just tuned in for a minute. It was happening before you got there, and it's definitely mm-hmm. happening after you leave. There's no resolution. You don't know who these people are. Figure it out. Like, it's it's kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that, that's that's my favorite thing. Um, I think that that's always the problem when something gets popular and they yes. want to make more movies in that series or whatever, and then they always have to go and explain everything. I don't need that. It's part. what turned me off of the Marvel Cinematic Universe as, an, as a whole. Uh, I, I, mean, I grew up on Marvel, loved it to death, uh, read the shit out of X-Men, read the shit out of Spider-Man, mm-hmm. oh my god. But the Cinematic Universe, um, as what happens with a lot of books that become movies, uh, tried not tried. I mean, I I don't do well with this, right? It, it it wasn't what my imagination was, and so I wasn't interested. Um, which is a little shallow. I realize it's the same thing that turned me off of of um, recent Star Wars films. It's like I already read these stories, and they didn't go like this. Mm-hmm. And that's hard. That's hard for me as a person. I'm not saying they're bad by any stretch. They're excellent, but for me, it just that concept is difficult for me to deal with sometimes. I get this one. No, like I, I've talked to Mitch about this plenty. I just didn't watch a superhero movie for like six years. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, it wasn't until I had free time that I found them again. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, I want to thank both of you guys for being here with me today. Yes. You're both two of my favorite people talking about one of my favorite things. <laughs> um, if, if anyone is looking for either of you on the internet, where would they find you, Sid? Oh, okay. Um, so you won't find me as Sid on the internet. You'll definitely find me as Tenspeed. That's T-E-N-S-P-D. Uh, we dropped the two E's at the end because style. Um, so, oh, hang on. My robot vacuum is eating my space heater. Cyberpunk. <laughs> Hashtag cyberpunk. Okay, we're back. Good segue. Um, no, okay. My name is Tenspeed. You can find me um, at tenspeed.tv, T-E-N-S-P-D dot T-V. Uh, every Friday night, I do live music streams. I'm a chiptune artist, um, so we're playing an hour, hour and a half of music every Friday night. Saturday nights, we do some gaming, uh, same channel. Um, you can also find me on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, same name. Um, come come find me. I'm always talking about something that's probably not pertinent, but, you know. There's a new addition, I believe, to the networks on which they can find you. That's true. I mean, I am on Patreon. That's, that's true. You can find that link through those other sites. But Patreon, uh, you can find me on there as well, uh, 10speed, T-E-N-S-P-D. Mm-hmm. Um, album coming out in the near future. Any any support in any of those places helps me towards that effort. So I super appreciate it. Or if you just want to, you know, uh, talk shit about my opinions about Cyberpunk, please. <laughs> feel, free to, feel free to look me up. I'm playing the game in privacy, by the way. I'm not going to tell any of you how, what I think about it, or you're not going to watch me play it. It's it's mine. We're not, we're not going to do that. <laughs> God, God help anyone who comes to try to talk shit to you about cyberpunk thing. Uh, yeah, yeah, let's go. Uh, and Mitch, if if anyone wanted to find you or more of this podcast stuff, where would they go? Uh, yeah, the best place to find me is on Twitter. So the rest of Geek Elite Media is at Geek Elite Media on Twitter, at Geek Elite Media on Instagram, and Facebook.com forward slash Geek Elite Media is our Facebook page. Check out our Patreon, patreon.com backslash or forward slash one of those slashes uh geek elite media uh check out our website geek elite media for archived episodes of overtime and other podcasts on our network 
make sure that you go and check out certain POV network and lore party network for those podcasts that will also be a part of this cyberpunk week. And when you get to the COP C POV network, they are raising money for trans life, trans lifeline.org as part of the, uh, cyberpunk week, uh, crossover event so hell yeah find out more about how to donate there um <laughs> steven you didn't say where it is that people could find you don't know if you'd want to throw that out there you don't here. have to come find me you don't have to come <laughs> find me anywhere it's okay <laughs> if you're here you know where to find me fair fair uh, <laughs> uh but until next time this is overtime on the geek geek elite media network saying always remember to geek out geek out we didn't tell sid about that it's true did you want to say geek out with us (laughs) (laughs) this concludes our broadcast